All right, so uh, this is the second uh, podcast episode for the Apex Vaulting Podcast this weekend at Akron Povolt Convention, and I'm so happy we have the Winder family with us. Yes, Winder. Yes, okay, I'm so glad I pronounced that right. Um, I've definitely been accused of uh, saying Winder over the years, so <laughs> yeah. uh, just for everybody, Winder, or Winder, sorry. <laughs> Winder, Winder. Winder, Winder, sorry. Um, so we have uh, Luke with us. Uh, you're currently a senior at North currently Central, a senior, yeah. and you, how many national titles so far do you have? I in have the six. Six. Six of them. Yeah. So he's won every possible title that he can have so yeah. far uh, in college, which is awesome. And we have his dad here, and I'm so sorry. What's Tim. your first name? Tim. Tim. Uh, I've I've coached against him over the years at Division Three Nationals, and I've been lucky enough to have some athletes in there. Um, and I've definitely gotten some great words of wisdom from Tim over the years, whether it's pole vault or just life in general, like. You know, how, how to find the right wife. I don't know if you remember that conversation that we were talking about. What was that about? Um, so we were sitting at Nationals, and I was I was just saying how I'm a single guy, and it's hard with coaching, you know. Yeah. And I was like, plus, it's just like, I feel like, you know, everybody you meet is crazy. And <laughs> your dad said he didn't realize how lucky he was that your mom is pretty normal and yeah. that yeah. he got lucky. And you didn't realize, I guess, you had a former athlete who didn't get married till he was, like, in his 40s yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that was the story you told me. And I always, I always remember that. So then I didn't feel so bad for oh, being single. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm really lucky. I have a fiancé right now. And wow. Dude. She's, yeah, I got yeah. engaged this past summer in August, August 25th. You lucky and guy. Look at I'm that. really lucky, yeah. And uh, she's a very, very normal girl. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. So, so I guess, uh, I guess a tip out there then for any guys that might be listening to the podcast, you might want crazy, but normal, yeah, go norm, for the normal, normal just go, works. Just go for the normal girl, normal nice. Someone who's nice, who sets you straight. She definitely sets me straight whenever I'm off the off the path. But. And I feel like po- yeah. male pole vaulters need to be set straight every once oh, in a while. We tend to have some crazy ideas. I think, know? I think more than once, once in a while too. There's a lot of time to come back from a workout and you're just aggravated or frustrated, and she's just snaps hey you better get back into yeah, better get back to reality because yeah. pole vault pole vault's a big part of my life but it's not my entire life you know so, sure yeah you definitely need that balance definitely need the balance of being able to know that when you go home and you're supposed to go out on a date with your fiance or girlfriend or whatever you better enjoy that date with her or else it's not going to be a good time <laughs> well well you know what that, that's a, that's an interesting point too because it's like i think a lot of times when you're wrapped up in pole vault i mean like Clearly, like, Tim, I'm sure you would agree, if we have a tough day coaching at a meet, you're pretty PO'd, you you know. But when you get home or you're with family or friends, you have to be able to turn it off and just relax for a minute. Otherwise, one, it's going to be tough on you, but it's going to be really tough on the people you care about. I mean, how how do you balance that? It's been been a challenge over the, you know, the the number of years that I've coached and and been married. There's a fallout from – there's a fallout from – Poor performance in pole right, vaulting. Yeah. If you're a coach that uh, really is engaged in the process of wanting to help young people get yeah. better, then you don't leave that at the track. I know a I lot know, of people yeah. think, and I've said, you know, leave your work at work. Well, I never really possess that ability. I, sometimes I wish I would have, but I've never mm-hmm. been able to. I think about it when I'm at home. My wife knows she gives me a buffer time. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> usually yeah. the evening after a work after a. After a, a you know a meet or something, yeah. to give me time to kind of decompress and actually time for me to. That's the time where I go to the video 
and a time whenever I go and start thinking about not just my athlete, but what I could have done right. to have helped that person uh, have performed better. Because, if, you know, as a coach, I've always believed this since the very beginning. If you're going to ex- be exalted in the victories, you need to also suffer in the the, the losses, defeats, yeah, you know? and that's the whole, the whole, the whole life of a coach is both sides of that. So, well, I've been uh, very fortunate in that, that my wife gives me that buffer time. And, yeah, but then the next day I got to snap right to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to be able to do whatever else you need to do. Well, and and it's interesting. Like I know sometimes uh, my athletes, like especially once they first join the club or start working with them, they're shocked sometimes that I'm like, yeah. So I was driving home from the meet and I was thinking about. Yeah. XYZ decisions and this is this thing and that thing and I really think we gotta do this. And they're like, wait, you you were thinking about that the rest yeah, of the night? I'm yeah. like, Well yeah. Like yeah, I really yeah. want you guys to do well. I'm you know, I'm committed to this process. And like you said, it's not just about celebrating yeah. a win. You gotta deal with the losses and right. try to figure yeah. out those solutions. You know, in the old adage you learn a lot more from your you know, you know, your losses than you do your victories is hundred percent true. Yeah. That's how you avoid making problems and avoid uh, those issues in the future is by reflecting on, hey, what did I as a coach mess up? What could I have said differently? Or what adjustment could I have been a little more proactive on? Right. Uh, instead of just kind of letting it slide and thinking the athlete's going to correct their posture on their own. No, well, yeah. Then, then say, hey, you know what? You need to stand up a little bit out of the back of your approach. You're a little bit hunched over, causing your pole tip to drop. Therefore, you're striding out the end of your approach. Yeah, you know? and I guess since you bring that up, we might as well talk about this because we, as we were walking up here to set up for the podcast, we were talking about how shocking it is, you know, people come to your camp or, or they come to North Central to work with you and, you know, they might be just waiting to hit the pit and work on something off the ground mm-hmm. and it's like the first thing that needs to be addressed is how you run. You know, do you have yeah. front side mechanics? Yeah. Do you have a high pole carry? These are critical things that if you don't have that, you're not going to have enough speed. It won't matter what you're doing off the ground. Yeah, somebody somebody told me a long time ago. It's actually an athlete of his who was my high school coach. Okay. So it was kind of a cool situation. His yeah, yeah, athlete uh, then coached at my high school, and I'm sure he heard it from him, but 90% of the vault happens in the run is what he told me. And that's yeah. been really true to me. I mean, like every time that I'm running well, I've had a good performance, and every time I'm not really focusing too much on – what I'm doing up my pole or something like that, and I'm focusing more about what I'm doing down low, like out the back of my approach mm-hmm. or what I'm doing at the plant, that's whenever I'm jumping really high and able to get on the poles. Because, I mean, essentially you can't really get on a big pole if you're not fast. Right. You can't, like, I mean, there's not really anyone who's going to be slow jumping on a 5-meter 200, you know. Right, yeah. And yeah. so for me it was kind of him always not critiquing, but, well, kind of critiquing positively what I need to do. Right. Hey, uh, your knees aren't getting up enough. Uh, you're leaning forward this much, you know, just a right. barely a little, little tiny bit. Or your pull tip's coming down just a little bit before it needs to and it's slowing you down. And those are the kind of things that, like, we work on all the time. And I know that this year we've had times where I'll, like we were talking about like a couple seconds ago, I'll be just on on my bed in my dorm room like, man, what could I do that, like, could help this problem that I'm going through right now? Yeah. And I'll just, like, get up walk outside and call him and I'll just like, and I'll just like be on the phone with him for like 45 minutes and I'll, and he'll just pick up the phone and be like, dad, I got something. And I'll just be like, I really think this is something I've been thinking about. I think that like, like I know one of the things this year was earlier in the fall, 
I was thinking way too much about like my mechanics in my run, and right. I wasn't just running. That, and yeah. that's that's a problem that people have is they start thinking so much they're like man I need to do this and this and this and this and eventually they're just like looking really weird well, and it slows of just, you down yeah right. yeah because you, it ha- slows you, you have down. to that balance of like yes you want to be technical but you have to be able to go yeah you and know? that's that's essentially what it was I called him and I was like honestly I don't think I you know I've God's blessed me with a lot of speed and I don't think that I've been using it lately yeah and I was just like I think next workout. I'm going to try to just run faster and not think so much about like not striding out or doing this or doing that. I'm just going to run naturally and run fast. And that next workout, I had like one of the better workouts of my, uh, of my life. And then from then I realized, you know, like there's a point where you need to think about things, but then there's a point where you can't think about it too much. Right. And I had broken over that barrier of thinking about it too much. And then from then on, I've kind of been on a nice upswing of just trying to continue that trend of, being fast and explosive on the runway and not overthinking it, but just right. doing, and, doing the simple things. And even you know? last night with Katie, you know, we had Katie Najat on the podcast mm-hmm. and we were talking about that idea. It's like, I, I've even been in situations where, I, you know, I'm such a technical guy with my athletes, yeah. but we'll be at a championship meet and all of a sudden I'm screaming out, you just got to hit it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. and they'll look over like, wait, did something happen to him? Like, did he yeah, fall on no, his head up. this morning? But it's like, like you said, sometimes like we're being too technical. You just got to right, compete. Right. You yeah. Gotta compete. You're right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the key is work. Practice is practice. That's what you work on, the technical aspects. But when you get to a competition, pretty much you just got to hit the back of the box hard. Yeah. With a pole tip. Yeah. And yeah. drive that pole and get on, try to get on as big a stick as you can and, you know, grip as high as you can efficiently and still execute your technique. And then, you know, it's really difficult because, you know, being coach mm-hmm. and Luke knows that it's a balancing act between this is a very outcome oriented sport. Right. But if you start being outcome-oriented. First thing they want to know, I'm a pole vaulter. Well, how high do you go? Yeah. Right? yeah. But that can kind of be like a bit of a curse, too, because we're right. very, it's a very process-oriented activity. Though. Right, it's, right. It's an outcome that everybody else wants to see, and we want to ultimately see yeah, the outcome, right. too. But you don't get to that outcome by wanting it. You no. get to that outcome by executing it. Right. Know? Well, and, and I think the thing that's interesting, too, is that everybody wants to know the PR, yeah. But there's so many variables and numbers <laughs> that are important that lead to that PR. Right. Like, right. you know, f- for me at my club, like we always talk about mid marks, you know, right. where is that yeah. mid going? If you're moving in, that might be a bad thing. You're slowing down. Yeah. Right. If we're moving out, you might be speeding up. That's a good indicator. Yeah. Right. You know, then we look at not just grip, but pole stiffness. You know, yeah. you have to chart these things. And then at my club, actually, we have a big board where there's a PR board, but right next to it is a push board as well. Right. So who's oh, pushed yeah, off yeah, the top yeah. of their grip? So that's it's like you up. get to see like how these two things are connected because I think that's where a lot of people miss the picture. I think a lot of people look at, you know, PR and a lot of people even look at grip. Like they'll talk yeah, about yeah. grip. But they're missing the pole stiffness. Right. They're not talking about the efficiency That's, and the push. And yeah. these are all indicators. And then going back to the run and run yeah, that speed. was like like our my last workout before this meet on Tuesday. I was vaulting and I was vaulting on like a pole that I never usually vault on. You like last year? I at the end of the year I never even touched it during the competition. Okay. And. Uh, because it's too light. Yeah, because it was too small. Yeah, and we, but like at the beginning of the year, obviously you like start on those right. poles and gradually yeah. you work your way up. But I'm on that pole, and obviously I know it's not going to throw me real high. And I'm jumping out of 550 bungee, and I'm just like going and barely hitting it every time, barely awesome. hitting it. But I'm gripping way lower. Yeah, on a way softer pole than I've ever attempted that bar with, 
and I'm trying, and I didn't even care if, uh, like, and I could have easily like moved up a pole or right, two right, right, right. and just bombed the bar. No, no problem. Right. But, uh, the whole thing was, is that like, Hey, if I, if I did this right now, that'd be a push up, push off, uh, PR. PR. Yeah. And, and I was, yeah, and I yeah. told that to him, I came off the pit and I was like, Hey, if I were to have made that today, that would have been a push off PR. And that was kind of like a sign to me. I was like, Hey, that's pretty good that I'm thinking like this right now right. as I'm heading into the season. Cause last year, this time, I was kind of going through a rough, like, very outcome-oriented kind of mindset. As much mm. as I, you know, somebody can say I'm really process-oriented and just right. with their mouth, but, like, with their actions. <laughs> with their, with their yeah. actions, are they actually kind of acting in that way and, like, actually saying, okay, I don't really care. You know, I know I want to jump this, but I'm going to try to figure out the things that I need to do to get there. Right, right. And that's that's kind of what I have been trying to do a lot more this year and, that was kind of a sign of that because I was I would have last year I would have gone up to him and be like hey could I move up a pole so I can make this right like you're not even thinking yeah. about what's happening right. you and, know what I mean you're just like I just need bigger and my technique <laughs> my technique this year is way more consistent way better I've been pushing uh, I've been able to push bigger poles without trying to push bigger poles it's interesting the way you're you explaining know? it and at at my club I also talk about it like if you think about it like money. Think about grip and pull stiffness as like cash. Yeah, yeah. I always give the analogy. It's like, okay, let's say like me and, and Coach Tim have a roofing company. Each mm-hmm. of us have our own roofing company. I work 40 hours a week. I make $100,000. Yeah. He works 70 hours a week. He makes 50000 Should he mm-hmm. work more hours to get to yeah. my 100? Yeah. No, he's got to become more efficient. And like you said, you know you can get on those bigger poles. That's mm-hmm. not the issue. Right. So the fact that you're able to jump 18 and yeah, get yeah. a new push-off PR with that smaller pole – that's good because you're not going to have to spend as much money to jump the same bar you did last year. And when you mm-hmm. spend that same money, money you're going to PR. I know. And that's that's what he was kind of saying because uh, like a big pull for me, like a kind of a crew or a pull that I jumped my PR on okay. was 490-200. Okay. 14.8 flex or something like that. Yeah. It's carbon. So they're yeah, kind yeah. of a different flex yeah, system. Yeah. But uh, that was a pull. And he was like, you know, I think that pull you're going to be able to jump a lot higher on this year yeah. than you could last year. Like last year I jumped – 18.3 and it was kind of like that was that pole was almost reaching its limit right. but where this year it's like my technique is so much more efficient i've been able to jump higher on the other poles but way below that uh that i mean it's going to be no problem this year hopefully so I yeah mean, I, and uh, it's kind of like you were talking about that on instagram you posted that I, I commented a thumbs up or whatever on it but it was it was like something about it's important in practice to vault on small poles rather than yeah, 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 yeah rather yeah, yeah, rather yeah, than on really big good. poles competition poles yeah, because okay. on competition <laughs> poles you get stood up all the time right and half the time you said like maybe it's not their mental attitude that's giving them the problem it's their pole size right if they were to just blow through a bunch of poles in practice and be able to finish efficiently all the time right because that their feedback is just important. goes up yeah, and, up yeah. And, up. and i always give the analogy that hopefully people understand it a little bit easier is like imagine if we were bench pressing if i just failed with 200 pounds it just got planted onto my chest you can't go, you know what, let's add five more pounds and see what happens. Yeah. Like, I already showed you that I'm physically not capable know, right know, now. Right. And you can give me any technical cue you want. I'm not going to get this off my chest. Know, you have to go down and weight. Even if, even if you do the same weight. Because a lot right. of people, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put on or I'm going to go try to jump on like, let's just say like a 15 150 for like right. somebody. Mm-hmm. And then they plant it, get stood up, front bund or something. Yeah. They're like, okay, I'm going to try it again real quick. 
and then they tried again, same exact thing. They maybe get into the pit a little bit no. farther. Yeah. And then the next jump, okay, well, they're off to the side again. You're halfway through the and workout. Then, right. And then the half, halfway through the workout, you've had three good jumps, good jumps, right. not really that good. And then the rest of them have been like crap jumps that have just been wasted. And that's and something he told me, this is a big, mm-hmm. this is a big quote from him, is uh, if you run through, you get worse. Yep. If you take it up but don't finish, you stay the same. And if you finish all your jumps, you get better. And that's, that's huge. Like a hundred, that's, that's, that's what we advice. preach at our camp is, you know, if you're every day going and running through, running through, running through, finish, finish, run through, run through. Well, you technically didn't get much better that yeah. day because yeah. you had a lot more run throughs than, yeah. than finishes. And same thing goes with just getting stood up a bunch of times. Well, or, and I, I feel like sometimes people don't realize too, if you start a little bit smaller, you get a couple right, blow throughs, you might actually yeah. end up on a bigger pole. Yeah, we say yeah. that all the time. We've I've said that since the very beginning. Start small and work your way up. Yeah. Start small. You gotta start on a blow through pole. You know, make a bar on a blow through pole and then gradually work from there. And what a lot of athletes don't understand, speaking from our perspective, yeah, yeah. is that that feedback for us to be able to have the ability to be able to coach them the best we yes. can is really important. And if they start on too large of a stick, try to grip too high, and they're getting chesty and prideful yes. and wanting to jump on a big stick, right. we don't have the tools that we need to be able to give them the feedback right. we need for standard placement, for step adjustment, yeah. for grip adjustment, and all those things so that we can enter into that competition and we can be there you know, collaborator, someone yeah. who can actually enable them to perform at a better, at a better performance. Well, you know, right. And, and that's an important point too. And we were talking about it earlier and, and just from what Luke was saying earlier, like you guys really work together, you know, mm-hmm. and if that athlete and coach work together, awesome. Oh, yeah. But it's like, if you're constantly battling and like you yeah, said, it's like, yeah. if we're sitting there watching someone get stood up the whole time, we, we can't do anything with yeah. that. Man, like, let's go on home because yeah. yeah. your job, you're not even putting anything as a coach. The athlete's not allowing you to give them what you have. Yeah, and it's important to know, even as like in a a semi-elite level vaulter right now, I have definitely battled with him many, many, many times. (laughs) Yeah. But so, like with anybody, yeah, he he is always (laughs) one. And that's the thing. That's the thing that's funny is that uh, you know I've I'm an 18 plus vaulter. People probably some people may look and be like, hey, you and your dad are coach and son, and it's awesome and like you are able to probably get so much advantage out of that. And it is, whenever we're working together, it is like a well-oiled machine. Like there is nobody that can like step between like what we're trying to accomplish that day. And it's so much fun. But then there's times whenever, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's pole vaulting is a hard sport. And if you have a bad meet and say a couple of the wrong things or act, act the wrong way, it's tough to kind of just leave that to the side you know you gotta kind of gotta acknowledge that if if he sees or if i were to acknowledge myself and see something that i did that i realized wasn't you know going upward because well in pole vault and in life you try to go continue to climb up and continuing to try to climb that mountain and uh we've definitely hit times where we were in valleys but we've also every single time i try to picture it as always on the uphill climb on a mountain Mm -hmm. and you're always trying to continue to you know, hike up there and continue to get to the top, but you never get there. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of like the the goal is, like, to get to the top of that mountain, but you never get there because you're always on an uphill climb and you should always – and because that top of the mountain, that's your, that's your limit mm-hmm. and you never want to be limited. And that's something that he always tells me is 
whenever with the whole process oriented versus outcome oriented. Mm -hmm. If you've got a outcome oriented goal, he told me this, this, uh, probably last week. Mm -hmm. If you've got an outcome oriented goal, you are putting a limit on yourself. Yeah. No matter if you're saying, if I'm saying I want to jump 20 feet this year, which is a very, very high right. goal. Yeah. And that's <laughs> not, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that that's my goal. <laughs> I'm saying, but that's putting a limit, you know, right. that's putting a limit on your ability. And, uh, if you say that if you're a sprinter and you want to run, you know, like a 46, 400, well, you're putting a limit. What if you run a 45, nine one time? Right. Then you pack it up and go home. Then you pack it up and go home. And that's kind of what I got into last year is, uh, like, as most people do, you go through some struggles in this sport. And um, I think the third meet indoors, I jumped 546. And that qualified for me, me for indoor national, indoor USAs. And uh, at, at, at that time, I was trying to get onto five-meter poles, and they just weren't working out. And I was mentally just not functioning correctly. Mm -hmm. we, we weren't working. I wasn't working well with him at that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he could testify for that. And, uh I ended up jumping 546, qualified, and, I, and it was kind of like Josh was talking. My, my middle brother was talking right. to me. He was like, you know, whenever I saw you do that, it seemed like it was more of a release for you, like in a release of emotion and something that you had just like, you. if you did that, everything was going to be better yeah. type of thing. And then I did it, and it was. It was a release. I was like, oh, my gosh, I finally did what I wanted to do, which was qualify for the Indoor USAs. Mm -hmm. And then it was That's back it. to square one. And then I was just like, I was ready, and I didn't even end up going to indoor USAs because I didn't feel like I had earned my keep to to go, uh, to go because yeah, I, I falters. You want to, you want the feeling of that good jump. Yeah, and he never got that feeling one time. No, yeah. well, it was, it so, was frustrating. So a couple things just off of what you guys just said. Uh, one, uh, there's a Russian lifting coach. His name is Boris Shenko. I hope okay. I'm not mispronouncing his name, but he said something that I thought was interesting because you know I, I do think there's probably technical differences b between the way we coach, mm -hmm. but I think philosophically it's right. just everything's right. the same. Everything, right. the whole conversation we just had, I couldn't agree more with everything that's been said. And what people don't realize, like, if you have a system, and this, this Russian coach said, if you have a system where every year you're making 5 to 15% progress, good system. Keep working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you notice that you stagnate or get worse, then you have to try to uh, troubleshoot. And I think just based off of what we've been saying, it's like, one, if you're tracking all this uh, progress, whether it's grip, uh, mids, mm -hmm. poles, whatever – you can kind of troubleshoot a little bit easier and figure out, okay, where are we going wrong? Right. What, where right. can we, where can we really focus and get better? And I think that's important. Yeah. Um, then the the other thing too is like, you know, I remember even the first time I coached a national title, and it was Craig. He mm -hmm. won and beat Peter Garrity yeah, yeah. on attempts that day, yeah. and he jumped seventeen five and a half, which was like a half inch PR, like nothing mm -hmm. crazy. And literally that night, like you said, you're like, I just want to do this and yeah. then I'll be happy. And I'll be happy, yeah. And I literally am laying in my hotel bedroom that yeah. night, just staring at the ceiling. I'm like, why couldn't I get Craig over the next bar? Right. right. You know what I mean? I, I was not happy. Mm -hmm. I was not happy. And even I tell kids a story about uh, I had Michelle Favre a couple of years ago who won indoor and outdoor nationals. And she set the indoor national yep. record, which was broken last year. But you know, she was really good. And she won outdoor nationals. And I even had the 19th seated girl – PR to place fourth yeah. that, oh, in that competition, which That's was, great. she like just snaked over the 12, four bar. And I was just like, again, not really that happy. You'd think I'd like leave the meat. Like yeah, that guy must yeah. be like, ha yeah. so excited. Yeah. But sometimes if you're not 
mentally doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. and you're not no. at peace with the process and just knowing that even if you get there, like you said, even whatever your height goal is, even if you get there, you're still going to have to go back to work tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Right. You're and and have you to have to love going. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've, uh, can speak to that because, uh, I'm wired a lot like that too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the big moments in pole vaulting. Well, cause I'm a father and a coach. Yeah. yeah like yeah. where most fathers would be like, uh, They're a lot bigger jumps, to me than they are to him. Whenever he jumps <laughs> a big bar, I, I'm, I'm like, I reset as soon as he makes it to mm-hmm. okay, next bar. Right. You know, yeah. I wish I wish you could see this video. There's a video of uh, it was me jumping my PR five fifty six eighteen three, and I like it was a in, it was a it was indoors, but it was during the outdoor season, so it was mm-hmm. technically the outdoor yeah, national right record. <laughs> and I was like, I made it, and I was like. Just all of the stuff that had happened indoors, I had gone through all that. We had gone through stuff outdoors, and, like, I had actually, you know, I had reached a point where I was like, okay, I have recovered what I kind of did. And, and at that point, I, I was very, I was happy with, because I was happy with the way I was acting. I was happy with the way I was performing and the way I was, like, doing things. And uh, I made the bar and, like, celebrated and ran off the pit yeah. to go hug him. And he goes like this and, like, puts his hands up <laughs> and he goes, and he's yelling, and he's yelling, calm down, calm down, calm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Because we knew that the auto mark for USA's was 60. Right. So then he was like, hey. He knew that, too. And I knew yeah, that, yeah. too. But and, I, and right when I hopped off the pit, I saw him and I was like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it's hard not to get caught up in the emotion of that. It's good. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why but pole vaulting's I, fun. As a pole vault coach, you know, <laughs> I I have a tendency to try to remain calm. Yeah. In those moments, and because mm-hmm. uh, somebody, especially when more than one person's in the competition, because hey. You know, next guy's up right yeah. after you are. So. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta be ready to keep fighting. Like I, I always think back to um, the 2004 Olympics with Tim Mack and Toby Stevenson. Oh yeah, that was a beautiful. And comment. Toby clears that one bar, and he's he going he nuts. Crazy. He thought he won. He, he thought he won. won. Yeah, and, and Tim Mack is sitting there like this with his hands on yeah, his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw Neo Vault, yeah, yeah, but on Neo Vault, yeah, yeah. he sits Neo there. Mm-hmm. He sits there like this and does like some ab crunches. He's just like yeah, sitting there, yeah. like eyes closed, just getting ready. And you know, that's always that's a thing that I admire. I the song that's played during that is like something by like My Chemical Romance or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I always play that when I want to get amped up because that's like I always picture that scene and I always picture like the Tim Mack moment of yeah. like him like as the day. most laser focused I've ever seen anybody in my life and at the back of the runway just like takes a big breath and he's just sitting there just like, okay, I'm going to make this. Right. And then he makes it. And he gets real pumped, and he does, like, the whole but, thing where he puts his hands yeah, in the air and all that. Yeah. But then he just walks <laughs> off the pit, and it's just like, well, next bar, what is it going to be? Because yeah. he had just PR'd, I'm pretty sure, and yeah. then set the mm-hmm. Olympic record and all that. And it's, it, That's it's, the kind of stuff that I admire. Because yeah. that's, those are the vultures that I used to watch whenever I was a kid. I mean, I was a young kid when that came out. Yeah, yeah. And we, my dad bought all of those things, and he'd put them yeah. in our stocking in Christmas. Well, the, yeah, and, and I don't know if it's the same Neo Vault video, but they, they also have the 97 World Champs. Yeah, and, yeah, we have we have all of those. Neil and Tarasov does the same thing. Yeah. He clears yeah. a bar and celebrates. He's running yeah, around, no. and Bubka is stone cold. Yeah, and that's whenever you know? uh, that was like Starkey was like yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah. about the whole thing, how like uh, Maxine thought that he had won it, yeah, and Bubka yeah. said no, you didn't, and then yeah. just went and made the bar or whatever. <sighs> so that's so, so crazy. Stories, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of um, stuff I love. And, and that's something. It's funny because like with Katie last night, we were talking off the podcast about you know if. Uh, these vault competitions were broadcast differently, mm-hmm. and we got more of these stories. People would 
Yeah, love, love it. it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Because even watching the last Olympics with Renault and yeah, De Silva, yeah. oh I mean, that was thrilling. I know. That was dude. thrilling. And you could see how the emotions played in that yeah, because yeah. people forget track is such a numbers-oriented game. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still competing. Like, Renault thought he had won. He kind of eased off a little bit. And now, all yeah. of a sudden, the, this dark horse came from yeah. behind and, and, and that's took like it away. Tiago. Yeah, yeah, that's like, that's like uh, watching, like, uh, the Villanova game where the dude hits the buzzer beater. You right, know? right. And that's like the same thing where Tiago hit the buzzer beater. You yeah. Know? And he... It's hard to he, come oh, back. Oh man! That. Yeah, I remember we were watching that on the laptop, and I like yeah. stood up and I was yeah, like, I got "You have got chair. to be kidding me!" <laughs> Fa- Facetime my brother, and I was like, "Did you just see what just happened?" Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was crazy. It's, it's so so wild because I, I think so many more people would appreciate the vault a lot more if they had broadcasts like that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's why even like something like this, like. I guess the nice thing about social media, because I'm sure you probably have some opinions in social media that I would love to hear, actually. <laughs> but I'm going to give you my opinions first. I do. Is, I like, I like there, the There's some negative stuff. stuff. But what's great is even like what Josh, your, your other son, yeah, and you, yeah. you have two other sons, yes. right? So yeah. Josh is doing some social media stuff that I love, yes. uh, trying to put content out there, information that could help vaulters and just yeah. athletes in general. That's the thing. Like we did an Instagram live of the world yeah. champs this summer mm-hmm. and it was cool. Like we didn't get like a million people watching us or anything, right. but we just like, we watched and we commented on the runs yeah, and the pole awesome. carries. And so yeah. it, if you're that high school kid who, you know, think about like when yeah. you first watched those Neovol mm-hmm. videos, oh, yeah. you might get hyped up watching that and, and get some information Absolutely. because the more that you know as a fan, the more interesting the sport becomes. Right, right. Like I've never participated in MMA. But right. I can watch UFC and know, know when someone's exactly. arm barring yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. like I know all those different things. So heightened our awareness for sure. Right, right. <laughs> you know, um, so it is. It is really cool because, like, um, like you were saying, like then people start actually knowing like what the pole vault yeah. stuff is about. Well, it's crazy. It, it, even off the podcast, I've gotten several emails over the last year doing it where people were like, "Oh my goodness! Like, thank you so much! Like, I've gotten this book or watched this mm-hmm. video, but..." There's so much more information. Like you explained the mid chart on one podcast episode. Yeah, I didn't understand yeah. it yeah, before, yeah, yeah. you know, because sometimes people get materials. Like I remember when I was young, I used to like just print stuff out of the internet yeah, and I would look yeah. at it and be like, I really don't know what this means. Right. You know, this looks right. like a foreign language right now. So it's like the more information we could put out there, I, you know, that's the positives I see with yeah. social media. Obviously, there's yeah, there, plenty there, of there negatives. Are the negatives, but uh, there's far Far more positives that, that outweigh the negatives, I think. Depends on where you go. You know, mm-hmm. there's negatives all over. If you want to go, you want to find bad stuff, there's not, you don't have to look very far right. to find it. So you just got to look for the good stuff. You know, my day and age, it was, uh, you know, eight millimeter tapes, yeah. and 16 millimeter, you know, tapes that they had to put on a projector to watch. Right, so right. There's so much more out there for kids nowadays, you know, yeah. and they need to access that. Um, I would have given up a lot to mm-hmm. have accessed that. You know? Yeah, well, and that's kind of why I started the podcast too because what I felt like after a certain point, I mean, initially for pole vaulting, there was pole vault power and yeah. a lot of good yeah, content yeah. on there. But the thing is anybody could post. Right, and so I started right, the podcast because right. I wanted good information being put out there. Like having you guys on, like, you know, to me it's crazy. Like I, I think of you guys as pole vault. Like if you know pole vaulting, you should know your family. Well, you, you know what I mean? Well, that's and, nice and, and the thing is, it's just, there's not enough information out there. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could, Tim, could you maybe explain like, you know, cause you had all three sons at North Central. Yep. Um, your first son though, did he, did he, he transferred in though, right? Yeah, he went, uh, he was, a. Uh, uh, you want me to start from the yeah, top? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> real, real quick. Here's my, uh, 
This is why this is the kind of stuff he preaches. Okay. So one o'clock got my focus on the process alarm that goes nice. on every single day. That's, that's been going on for four years now. So that's awesome. Had that for four years. <laughs> Well, it's good you to know continue. you. I have some influence on you. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, basically, I jumped in Texas back in the old days in the okay. 80s and, and w- in college and that. And then I came back up to Illinois. Who would you jump with that uh, in college? Texas A&M in Kingsville. Oh, it's a okay. Division II school. Okay. He was I in uh, – whose conference were you in with the – Oh, yeah. I was in the, were you in the conference with Coach Don Hood? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. with uh, – Billy Olson and all mm-hmm. those great guys. Yeah, the yeah. young kids don't know anything about that, but if they want to Google it, yeah. it's, it was a, <laughs> I, probably the strongest conference in yeah, the Yeah, well, the he USA. had three 18-footers yeah, at yeah. Uh, Abilene Christian University, yep. and I actually went to a Coach Don Hood camp when I was in really? high school. That's now, awesome. I, I don't know. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. In high school, I was a terrible pole vaulter. I only jumped 10-6. Yeah, well, um, oh. And so I went to this camp. I, you know, I didn't even bend the pole, nothing. Mm, right. And... We're in an auditorium with 75 kids, you know, and he's breaking down the tape. He videotaped us. He gets to my video. He's like, what is this? If you do this tomorrow, don't even show up. Just leave. (laughs) And I'm like, like, oh, my God, is there a corner I can hide in? But uh, it was actually a great time. I learned a lot. And um, years later when I started coaching, actually, it's funny. I I started coaching, and I've jumped 14 from a 5, which is nothing crazy, but improved a lot. And – I've just, you know, fell in love with the pole vault even right. more as a coach, and that's, you know, how things kind of went for me. But so, sorry well, to you know, Don you. Hood, I got to give uh, my respect to guys like that who came before me, quite a ways before me, actually. Don Hood and uh, Carl Erickson uh, mm-hmm. used to coach at Baylor University right, back right, in right. the '80s. He was a very, very influential guy for me as a coach. So Probably the, the like most influential, in, influential besides mm-hmm. my dad. My dad wasn't a coach. Um, basically, I had to learn how to pole vault on my own. Right, yeah. And figure it out. The hard yeah. school, the school of hard knocks and yeah, pole vaulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a good way to learn. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I ended I went won a state championship in Illinois in the okay. 70s and then went to college and ended up at Texas A&M in Kingsville in that great conference. Mm-hmm. Came back to Illinois and uh, never really – I started coaching pole vaulting camps immediately because I was a high school coach. Okay. And I was like, how can I get my high school kids better? Right. Okay, start a camp in the summer through the right. park district. And, yep. And then, uh, you know, I had like five kids my first summer and then it grew, grew, grew. And then eventually I, I never pushed pole vaulting on my sons at all. Okay. We really were just around it every day. I truthfully <laughs> So you didn't, didn't like ground them if they didn't no. want to go to pole practice. <laughs> I actually I didn't care yeah. if they pole vaulted to be honest, you know. Okay. I did it for until I was in my 30s, early 30s, mm-hmm. I jumped and uh, then I started getting out of shape as soon as I gave it up. So I'd recommend <laughs> anybody keep with it. Yeah. Uh, but um but then they just kind of like I would take them to workouts with me because, you know, when my wife has a meeting at Work. Right. I take the kids and they just toddled around at the pit yeah. for their whole life, essentially. Yeah. Well, I, them, I feel like for little kids, like especially because sometimes my brother uh, brings the nephews by, yeah. they love it. The They're running around. Ever, yeah, yeah. And I want, if they wanted to get introduced to it, I wanted them to inter- be introduced to pole vaulting as play. Right. You know, okay, let's, let's play pole vaulting today yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of 
let me show you how to plant the pole. I basically, I basically you know, play pole vaulted yeah, until like until seventh like, grade. Yeah, okay. twelve. Yeah, yeah I, like, thought, I, I thought you were about to say like last year. I'm still trying to play it, man. I'm still trying to have fun and still yeah. play it. But yeah, basically, he would essentially just well with the pole vault camp. It was like well. Tim, like, that would be my mom talking to him. What are you going to do with Luke today? Is he going to go to the camp yeah. or, like, who's going to be watching him? And so I'd always want to go to the camp. Right. And, like, Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd go to the camp, and the whole time I'd just be messing around. Yeah, I'd be in the sand pit vaulting, yeah. or I'd be – sometimes I'd throw it up on the high jump bar and try to pull vault with right. it and, like, fail a bunch of times. But I remember my favorite thing was – they would have days where at the pole vault camp they'd go and watch video, mm-hmm. and they'd go up into the stadium at North Central uh, into one of the classrooms and start watching video. and uh, And I was like, I probably like seven or eight or nine at the time. Like I was able enough to like be out on my own and like not be scared that I'm going to kill myself. Right, 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 right. Um, and <laughs> and I remember I would always go and without his permission I'd go into this little cubby hole we have uh-huh. that has all the crossbars and we always we always jump with a bungee mm-hmm. but as a kid I'd always go and I'd grab a crossbar and I'd go try to I'd try to run out in enough time to where I could throw the crossbar up take a few jumps before they got out and put the crossbar back so that mm-hmm. he wouldn't see and uh I'd do that like every single day that they'd go and I'd, I'd put the <laughs> put the crossbar up and I would never put it at anything lower than like my uh a new PR. Right, right. It was pretty you know I'd always so if my PR was like eight feet I'd put it at like eight one. Right. And just right, screw right. it in and just take as many jumps as I could to try to get it. But that's that's how I learned is really just through like so they, we'd be there just messing yeah. around the whole time. Well, it's they funny because yeah, we, they talk about that with so many things, even like lifting weights or just running. Sometimes little kids kind of naturally fall into good motor yeah. patterns, yeah. and sometimes as coaches we mess that up. Right, right. <laughs> you, yeah. you know I wanted I mean? to stay out of their business, and and uh, I actually had a thing with Jake mm-hmm. that I told him that if he ever wanted when he was little, mm-hmm. because he knew I was a coach and coached a bunch of kids. Yeah. If you ever want to learn how to pole vaulting, I'll start teaching you when you're 13. Yeah. But you have to come up and officially ask me to do it. I'm not because I, I was very conscious. We'd done the baseball, mm-hmm. you know, thing where Jake yeah. was Aaron, the best athlete. He was at a all really good us. athlete. Jake was like I, the best. Yeah, he was a great. He was a. And uh, there were a, a lot great of parents basketball who player, were a lot of parents player. who were, you know, really pushy on their kids, and I yeah. didn't want to be like that. So he asked me to coach him at 13, then he ended up winning state in high school. And then, mm-hmm. then he went to Alabama, University of Alabama, okay. got a scholarship and went right. to the Division One level. And I was all for that. I was really yeah. supportive of that. I was like, this is going to be a great fit. I love the coaches. You know, yeah. obviously, Alabama's a great school. Right. And he actually was the coach. His coach coaches uh trey oats now okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at stanford I, yeah. I actually met with trey yeah, this yeah, summer yeah. i did, did Rod a Tiffin, he's a really nice guy mm-hmm. and jake just ended up he wasn't ready to to do that so he came mm-hmm. back to north central and then you yeah. know, ended up winning a few national championships and then, yeah then josh my middle son came in and he he had a major shoulder surgery. Yeah, that that was the because I remember asking you about Josh yeah. and and you told me what it was his junior year of high school with the uh, shoulder surgery. Yes, uh, no, his first meet of it. He won oh. state his junior year. Then his first meet of his senior year. I was coming back. I was coming back from the indoor national championship. Okay. Jake just won the indoor national cha- okay. championship, so it's very euphoric, right? Yeah, yeah. Driving back with my buddy, we're in the car on the way back. I get a call from my wife, and uh, the call is, uh, and it was Josh's first meet that day. Yeah. 
Josh has hurt himself. I'm like, well, you need to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably hoping the call was going to be like, hey, Josh he just jumped 520 or yeah, something yeah. like that. But, but uh, she said, no, he's hurt him, his shoulder really bad. And, and then he ended up having to rehab. Get sur- yeah. He got surgery. Then he came back to North Central after two years out of the event and ended up mm-hmm. winning a couple national championships. Yeah, yeah. So, well, and what was interesting, was too, I, I remember asking you because I had an athlete at the time that, that tore his rotator cuff. And asking you, like, well, what did what did you guys do then? Yeah. You know, and tough injury in the pole vault. And you said, really, you guys lowered the volume of jumps, mm-hmm. and you just stayed away from stiff pole uh, right, stuff right. because it was just too abusive on the shoulder. Yeah. And the which, traditional training of yeah. strength training changes completely. Yeah, I, I learned uh, I I learned a lot through that process of mm-hmm. understanding jump totals went way down. Like mm-hmm. in training, you know, if he jumped once a week. Five j- jumps a workout, that was a good week. Yeah. And there were weeks yeah. where he'd jump in a meet and then, then he wouldn't jump, then he'd jump and, you know, it was just really, it was really difficult time. But, you know, in hindsight, he battled through, he's tough yeah. as nails. So. Yeah. That's the thing that's crazy is he was, like, he was going through all that stuff. And without him, like, I would have never, without seeing him go through all that and do all that, I would never be anywhere close to where I am now because I, as a junior, in high school or a sophomore, that's kind of whenever his stuff all happened. Like whenever mm-hmm. he was going through all this stuff of trying to vault well in college while also like dis- halfway dislocating his shoulder like yeah. every other meet it seemed right. like. Yeah. Um, reoccurring injury. Yeah, it was just a reoccurring injury. And I remember my junior year, every day at 8 a.m., he'd wake me up and be like, Luke, get out of bed. We're going. Because, and it's kind of like one well, of those things where. how do you say where, no to him? I know. And that's, dealing and that's, that, and that's the thing is you don't. And it's, and as as I've come like and gotten older, I've realized that now that's almost like him trying to live out the career that he couldn't have through like my yeah. vaulting, you know. And mm-hmm. that's something that I try to live through Jake and Josh and my dad is try to use those careers that they maybe had mess ups or had mishaps happen or different well, things you, where they couldn't do that. And, and I learned from that, and I try to you know give the glory back to them and try to try to show, you know, like just cause Josh wasn't able to vault throughout that time doesn't mean he can't experience it through me and yeah. like through like what I'm able to do and through showing up to my workouts, going to meets with me and yeah. doing things like that. And, uh, he was the one who woke me up every day. I wouldn't yeah. have woken up at 8am yeah. every Plus day he's your older to go work out. And we'd go, we'd go work out every morning, go vaults, uh, right after or before our workout and go work out after. And that happened all through, uh, junior year and senior year and during the summer and during the summer. And then throughout college, it still happened. I mean, until he moved away. Yeah. But. Well, and, and it's interesting too, like we were talking about before, uh, you know, with you coaching your camp and yeah. having the kids that come in and I have a club and a lot of kids coming in, you know, we have all these experiences with dealing with certain hardships that are, like you said, new problems, right? right? Like right. if you have a hundred, you're coaching a hundred kids, you have a hundred problems right. and right. they're all different. Yeah. And sometimes let's say the average high school coach sees us as the opposition right. or the enemy, right. but we're really a friend. Right. Like we can help you like troubleshoot some certain issues with your athlete that you, you never experienced before that we might have dealt with like maybe uh, hundreds of kids who had that same issue right. and a, a quick fix. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's so the, that's the thing. One of the things in the vault community that's sometimes disappointing to me is that mm-hmm. because you know the reason I started this, the reason you started this yeah. is to help kids. Yeah. Period. It's yeah. got nothing to do with ego or with how high your kid jumped or you know yeah. more than I do. 
It's like, come on, you know, we're here to help children learn how to pull off better, period. And, uh, that's and even more so life. You know, we yeah, were talking about yeah, that before. Yeah. I, I mean, mean these are life lessons. You know, what you learn through pole vaulting, you don't know this as a teenager, but you will learn this as you grow to be an adult, that these things that we learn through pole vaulting, battling through adversity, focusing on the process, not comparing yourself to other people, you know, uh, living in your own lane, staying in your lane, right. following a path, keep your head down. All that stuff that we say as yeah. football coaches, it's applicable to everything that you do in life. Becoming a better person, becoming a better husband, wife, son, daughter, yeah. what a, you know, a pole vault coach, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. So, yeah, that's that's the most important part yeah. of this whole process is that. Yeah, it, it, and and so that that's why I, I feel like, you know, is, is huge. You know, like you said, you used your, your dad and your brother's experiences to help you in your career. And hopefully, too, people understand it's like there's a lot of valuable information out there and you just have to be open-minded. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, even for me, I try to check my ego. Sometimes I have a high school kid come to practice and they have a great idea, you know. Or like yeah. you said, you call your dad and you're like, I was thinking about yeah. this. You know, if your dad just has too big of an ego and says, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like right. we're doing yeah. what I told you. Right. You can't do that. You yeah. have to be yeah. open all the time. And I think sometimes outside looking in because I'll tell you I remember when I was a young coach at ramp when first getting my athletes to nationals for the first time I'd see you at meets and I'm like look at that guy he is like really intimidating he knows everything (laughs) his kids probably never talk back to him ever (laughs) you know like everything's perfect and it's like you you know it's like that's kind of like what you see and they think that you're probably a dictator you know like that kind of approach and that's not that's not what it is it's not the reality at all and most coaches, like I said, get into this if they're in it for the right reasons yeah. to help kids get better. And you don't help kid. You're, you're, we're all learning every day mm-hmm. through the process of living our lives. So, I, uh, it's good that I put off that era, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the reality. Yeah, is that uh, you know I learned I learned from you the other day. I was watching that thing and I was well, like, you. Uh, you were talking to someone about. Uh, you know, perhaps if we stayed on a smaller pole and we did right. this and we started small, I was like, that's really good because that's kind of stuff yeah. that, that is the truth in pole vaulting. You know, there's right. a, there's truth in pole vaulting, then there's falsehoods in pole vaulting. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who are bandwagon jumpers. You know, my dad used yeah, to use that yeah, expression yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. something new comes out, it's like everybody's jumping yeah, yeah. on that new thing. And, you know, I've been doing it <laughs> since I was 10. Right. So yeah. I've seen a lot of that happen, and I'm more of I'm just going to stay the course on on what I know and you know what I've learned from those guys. Well, well right, like we said before, if you're experiencing success and continued progress with your athletes, hey, you're doing something right. Just right. keep doing it. You don't want to now just you know throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. <laughs> you, right. you know, yeah. I mean, sure, you, we're always maybe tinkering, trying to add a, a new wrinkle. Because I, I know even sometimes athletes say they like they'll come back after a couple months away because like they went to college or whatever and they come back for the summer to train and like they start warming up and they're like wait this warm up's different and I'm yeah like, well no. we just added a couple wrinkles I mean it's right. it's drills that we always kind of go in and out of, of season with right. you know but yeah you have your tried and true formula that I think sometimes you just, just got to stick with it it's, right and I, I, you have that foundation that those fundamental things but I try to change honestly in training. 
physical training of athletes yeah. something every year. Yeah. I try to – and, you know, you add something, you got to take something away. You just can't keep pounding and adding and adding Right, and adding, right, right. Then training, you, you, you'll wear a kid out. Right, right. But, uh, like if you put something in, you probably have to take something you gotta out. you got to pull something out. And yeah. that's really hard for young kids to understand, yeah. too. Well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Well, we got to have a balance of what we're doing here, too, you know. And I, I my athletes have helped me be the coach a good – a, a decent, yeah. He always pole vaulting coach. You yeah. know, they teach you so much. So. Oh, I, I, always I, absolutely. Us. I mean, I I think about my coaching career sometimes, and um, you know, I'm so thankful that so the athletes that have come through, and whether they personally, like through spoken word, taught me something, or just through their careers, I learned. Yeah, just through you their know, careers, primarily. You know, so so much, and and I'm I feel very lucky that especially in the beginning when I probably didn't know much, right. I was able to get kids that wanted to buy in yeah. and listen to me a little bit to let me figure out yeah, what right. works and what doesn't work. You right. know, um, yeah, I mean that it, it, it's so, really important to learn something that was uh, kind of funny that you guys were talking about how like when the new thing comes out everyone starts doing it I think you said that or you said that mm-hmm. and it's kind of like when Renault started dropping his drive knee yeah. everyone started dropping their drive knee yeah. right. and whenever Double Steve Hooker sword. Steve Hooker started getting hit and pushing it back out yeah. everyone started pushing it back out right. and that's like the thing you gotta that's like the whole I have a tattoo that says stay on the path and that's not about just pole vaulting or anything right. it's about a whole bunch of stuff but like you got to stay true to you. You got to stay true to what's worked for you. And just because, uh, you know, Sam Kendricks vaults on 490s doesn't mean that Chris Nilsson needs to vault on 490s because right. he probably wouldn't vault as high on 490s <laughs> right. as Sam Kendricks would. Right. <laughs> and so that's the thing. And then another thing was uh, uh, talking about like how you said that he looked intimidating and yeah, how yeah, yeah, his yeah. sons probably never talk back and they're, <laughs> they have a perfect relationship and all that. And I, you know what's funny is I guarantee you 90% of people think that same thing about Sam Kendricks and his dad. And right. I can guarantee you that they've had times where they were yeah, not yeah. on the same page I'm and where sure. they have gotten in arguments and things. And I'm sure now they've gotten to a point where they function pretty well, obviously, yeah, because yeah. he's one of the best vaulters in the world. Um but yeah, everything the same seems thing. perfect yeah. on it's the, the same outside thing. looking right. in. I, right. I know there's definitely, like, in in our local area, there's probably some high school coaches that they look at my club and be like, oh, look how lucky he is. He has his own club yeah. and poles. Everything's easy for him. Look, he's out in Akron right now. Meanwhile, they don't know the logistics behind it or the hours that I put in. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, not, you're you're not, not having know, to pay for the facility. Yeah, they definitely didn't help that. me on the scissor lift when I had to do yeah. the lights this yeah. summer. <laughs> that, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you guys have ever been on a scissor lift, and I know people think that no, pole vaulters shouldn't be afraid of heights, but you get up on the scissor lift, you feel yeah. every little sway up there. I was like crapping my yeah. pants up there. <laughs> I've hung a lot of ropes in the top <laughs> yeah. of the stadium. Oh, my goodness. The the base of those are so narrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you literally feel like if you lean too much, it's, you run on yeah. land a little bit too fast. Oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, the, the, the like you said too about like let's say like Renault's driving or something. People yeah. sometimes don't recognize too. It's like, well, that might be a mistake that that Walter's trying to get well, rid of. I know. Working on I know. Yeah. And that's like where the whole social media kind of stuff gets pretty cool mm-hmm. is because like actually I think Trey on his talked about how like it'd be cool if Sandy Morris talked a little bit or showed a little bit more of her workout stuff right and right. she has lately yes and I yes. was like way to go Trey but uh, yeah um she has been like kind of doing some things and saying like I'm trying to work on this hopefully mm-hmm. I can do this at a crossbar now yeah and I was thinking the same thing that's like the kind of stuff that 
I'll, I'll be like jumping and and I have no and whenever I like looked at her vault, I'm like, oh, I can notice something that's different, right. and something that she's trying to work on that a lot of people probably are like, man, I loved that about your vault, but she's like, no, no, I'm trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying rid to get of rid of that. Of that. Right. Yeah, we, we, we all have looked at that. Uh... One video of Buka, his first uh, yeah, his first five, six meter, six meter so, yes, jump. yes, and yes. For years, that thing like dictated. I mean, there was a whole decade, I think, in there right. that people were going crazy over that mm-hmm. video, and yeah. it's one jump. You know, I think with the striped socks. With yeah, that I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> striped striped yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched that video over and over and over again. But if you if you look at the evolution of him. Oh, I mean, his jump his, changed. His jumps changed so much, and you know, he he at that on that particular jump, he you know he broke his bottom arm down, and then yeah. he pushed the pole forward. Well, that's because he was taking off outside his top hand, and if you keep your bottom arm straight and you take off yeah. outside your top hand, you're gonna lay on your you're back. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna you know? feel it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to he had to counteract that. But well, and but you so can tell too, it's like that. it was probably yeah. a softer pole. Yeah, than yeah. the yeah. pole that he there's a lot of stuff that people don't. So it's a beautiful jump. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 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 it's like yeah, yeah. The, one of the best jumps in history, technically. Right. However, to to base a whole model of pole vaulting on one guy's one jump. Right. That's a little bit. And that was about, it seemed to me, like about a decade of well, the, the, that's, people on pole vault power were talking about the Buka yeah. model. I'm like, good Lord, that that's one guy. Well, wow. and you know what's interesting too? It's like even Bubka himself talks about like you know the concept of a free takeoff, and he's like, "I only did it a few times." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you're not like there's things that we train for that you're right. only going to hit it a few times, but as long yeah. as you're attempting, you know, to do it the right way, we that try to hit thirteen six spot. every time. Oh, right. we do not hit thirteen yeah. six every time. <laughs> maybe once, a, yeah, of me, you know, or well, or maybe even. You know, you look at you look at anyone's takeoff in an Olympic championship or a national mm-hmm. championship. It's you know thirteen nine, thirteen feet, twelve three. Yeah, you know, you know fourteen. It's all over the place. We're all trying to hit the same the, the same numbers. Well, and you know what's so funny to me because I think about that, like you know, the run approach and takeoff. Sometimes it's like a balancing act, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you hit a certain mid, you can kind of hit that takeoff, but that really like that money takeoff that you're talking about. It's like it's a balancing act. You have to hit the run just right and really trust it. You got to have, and then you can hit that. That you, you that got to have what's required prior to hitting that mark yeah. to make it all work. And right. you might get a couple of those a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. in the vault. Let's be honest. I mean, you might hit that mark and have everything working couple times a year yeah and you know most of the time it's going to be you're going to average have an average of those and that's where the consistency is yeah. based on you can't have a swing you can't have it it's difficult to develop consistency if your takeoff mark is 12 and is a 12 inch swing from right. one to the other because mm-hmm. you're going to be under too far on one you're going to be too far out and sink on the pole and sit yeah. on it on the other so you know you shoot for the mark and aim small miss small to who said that Mel oh, Gibson, but Sam Kendrick yeah, said that on a, <laughs> Sam Kendrick said uh, that on like a Patriot. video. But yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson said it on the Patriot. Yeah, um, yeah. Aim small, miss small. If you're trying to, you know, like in a certain position in your vault, we try to aim for my knees and my we call it the J position. Right, right, right. right. And mm-hmm. I try to aim for my knees, and yeah, if I that get to cover, my knees, yeah. then I mean I don't you're have really much else to do. Right. I mean at right. that point the pole's going to do the rest yeah, of the work. Yeah, so yeah. we may hit that position the way we want. One a couple, time. <laughs> couple times a year. Yeah. But usually that's where you get your big jump. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Got to have the right pole, um, right grip, the, all that. So there, there's this idea that I've been thinking about, and I 
hopefully this weekend I'll write up the, the article about it. But I, I really look at pole vault coaching or pole vault coaches as having three jobs. I look at it as one, like technical. You're trying to teach skill. It's kind of like a, a martial arts coach. And I even see that, like if we talk about that end, there's a lot of different stuff, like running drills, takeoff drills, you know. And I almost think of it as like a belt system. Right. You know, it's like right. we're trying to teach these kids to be black belts right. in, in pole vault. But then you have the strength and conditioning hat. You know, so it's like skill coach, strength and conditioning. And then I almost think of it like NASCAR crew chief the day of the meet, right? Because we're trying to make adjustments. You guys take a jump. It's a pit stop. It's like, are we in a full tank of gas? Are we changing all four tires? You know, and we're making those adjustments. I mean, yep. what do you think? Is it- I agree with you. I, I believe that, especially at the Division three level, mm-hmm. you have to learn how, and at your level, at club mm-hmm. level, you have to learn to become a strength coach. Yes, and a, and, a, and a speed coach. You know, we 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 don't hand off the vaulters to strength and speed day. Right. Uh, the the strength coach right. takes care of that, like they might at other schools. Yeah. We have to learn how to do that, and mm-hmm. that that's a process of learning how to do that. So, absolutely, that's a really critical part. Yeah. Of yeah, pole yeah. vault training. Uh, I mean, for uh, where I coach, that's mm-hmm. a huge part. Uh, and uh, the technical aspect of it is. Is uh, obviously there's got to be a system in place. Right. It's got to be your system, kind of. You know what I mean? You have yours, I have mine. They're similar across the board. Right. I mean, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel, but we got ways that we do it. Well, and I I think a lot of times uh, people's settings affect the way that your system is run. You know what I mean? It's like you have a certain building. Like there's probably, you know, being at North Central, Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't believe the first time we went to nationals there. It's like you had the brand new indoor track. And then you guys had that practice indoor track. That's really pretty awesome. You know, it's like great. Um, I was even thinking, like, I guess if somebody makes you mad, you'd be like, hey, you got to go to the old indoor track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's what we, used to, we used to have that. And that was like their that's actual a, That's track. a good point because uh, if you – we were – you know, we had won national championships at North mm-hmm. Central when we used the old facility. Mm-hmm. But I could never really train athletes the way I wanted to in mm-hmm. the old facility. Right. I had to figure out a way. To make it fit. To, to make it work because yeah. we had – Usage problems. We, you know, didn't have the weight facilities that we have now. Right. But when we got the new facility, it's like, man, opened up the candy stores. Yeah. Like, okay, so what? You mean I we can jump when we need to jump? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You yeah. Know, we can strength train with some. We can change things up. I can run different sessions at different times. Right. Right. So that that's really important part of it. And you know what you mentioned the third part besides the the strength and speed, the technical part, uh, the the adjustment man mm-hmm. during the competition, yeah. that's a really, that's a learned skill. Yeah. That is a learned yeah. skill. And that's something that, and the athlete, in order for you guys to work well together, they have to really 100% trust your judgment. Right. If they don't trust your judgment, then you can't really give them all that you have. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I always say there's only one other person that wants you to jump high more than you, and that's me. Mm-hmm. I want you to jump well. Yeah, yeah. So everything, I don't, we don't roll the dice and say, okay, yeah. maybe this let's, might let's work. Try this. Let's try this for some, some new thing that I'm dreaming about. It's all based upon years and years of data of, okay, on this pole, you bump your grip two fingers, but you know, you're going to have to move your step back. 
one inch <laughs> in yeah. order to hit your mid here. Yeah. And you got to build out, you know, it's just all those little things that that well, probably and, don't and make a lot of sense. It's so crucial. And, and the thing is, it's logical. Right. You, you have logical uh, reasons for it. Um, and I, I think a couple things. One, like when we, we just started talking and, you know, we've had a couple conversations, but we don't know each other that well. Um, you were saying like you started out coaching and you were like, ah, oh, how am I going to get my kids better? Well, I'm going to start a summer camp so they can get more training in. Right. And as soon as you said that, I was like, that's the same thing I did. Because right. yeah. I started coaching. I was like, well, I want my kids to jump all through the summer. So that's and right. that's how I started my right. club. Right. And the thing is, like you said, you have you just experience is how you learn those adjustments, right. you know, learning how to develop a system. It's just more time. So anybody out there who's coaching, you have to immerse yourself in the sport. The more time you spend with it, the faster you become a better coach. Right. I even um, – I don't know if you guys know who Dan Bilzerian is. You probably uh, wouldn't yeah, like yes, who he is. Yes. Uh, he does some crazy stuff. But he, he made money out of uh, poker. And what he said was initially in the poker game, it was like the guy who played uh, poker eight hours a day in a casino was the best poker player. Mm -hmm. Then the internet came out. And if you were the guy that had three monitors with four games and you played all those games eight hours a day, well, you're exponentially yes, better yeah. than the guy who plays one or two games a day for yeah, eight so hours. You know, so it's like that's the same thing with coaching. The more you could be around it, the better. I mean, early in my career, not only did I coach my kids, I would go help yeah, out at yeah. local pole vaulting clubs and just watch. And I would coach for free. I would just sit there and just right. coach kid after kid after kid. I almost – I called it like fast food coaching because yeah. some of these sessions you'd see like 35, 40 kids right. on the yeah. runway and you've got to like yeah. make quick adjustments. You don't have time to like bust out a diagram and draw and whatever. Yeah. It was like up a grip, back a half, make sure you stay tall, you know? Right. And I, I could never replace that time. That's no, how, how right. I learned. That's you know? how I, that's how I learned too. I, I'm, I thought I knew what I was talking about whenever I got out of college as a pole mm -hmm. vaulter and everything, yeah, but yeah. not until I started putting in time. Yeah. Uh, did it really pan out over the years? And there is something we were talking about earlier, too, is that we are very blessed to uh, coach like hundreds of kids a year. Yes, it's yes. not like I don't just coach Luke and Dylan right. and Casey and Isaiah at North Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we coach in the fall. We coach camps then. Mm -hmm. We coach six weeks in the summer. Yeah. You know, and coach thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of kids over over the last 30 years of coaching yeah. and that that really helps you and I'm not saying that in a brag bragging way I'm no, just saying no, no, yeah. it helps you figure out what doesn't work and what does work and before right. long you're you've got it all boiled down to okay these are the main things you know that Im impact a kid's performance right. and how well that they can technically learn how to pull them. right yeah and it's it's just trial and error. Yeah. And there's nothing you can learn putting in time. I, I would still do this basically the same system that I always have done. Right. It's, just but we, it's like seamless now. Yeah. It's yeah. probably prioritize what, okay, we work on this here. Yeah. You know, and you get a kid come in that's not familiar with the program and they've been learning in different ways. Yeah. And it's like, it takes them a while to get, get on board, but, but it's, Ended up teaching a whole lot of kids how to pull. Well, um, do, you, do you remember Mike Lorick? He used to coach out of Moravian. He had a couple good kids out yeah, of Moravian. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Lorick, I had him on the podcast, and I'm sure you're the same way. I, I was joking with Mike. I said, Mike, you've probably seen enough pole vault that if you hear someone jump, 
you can make an adjustment. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy? You've been yeah. around the sport so much that it's like literally you hear someone, you're like, that was tight. you got to move yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, it's a and, little intuitive after a while. Yeah, but I mean, that, and that's the thing. It's, it's just a time thing. And, and again, that's why I'm doing the podcast. And I'm so grateful that you guys made some time to, to do the podcast because there's so much valuable information that people can learn from your family and Tim specifically from you. I mean, well, I've watched yeah. you make so many great vaulters over the year, years. And the thing, again, that's funny. Like we were talking about the three different parts of being a pole vault coach, you know, making the technical adjustments, you know, strength and conditioning and, and coaching at a meet, you know, it, that's, that's all behind the scenes stuff, except for the meet day. Yeah, Everybody yeah, sees yeah. the crew chief uh, right, coach, right. Yeah. but they don't see the other side of it, and they don't know about the the struggles of like even with your son Josh trying to figure out. All right, how do we tinker with the strength and conditioning so he can be strong enough to do what he needs to do to try right. to be a national yeah. champ? So he can be on the runway yeah. healthy. Yeah, you know, and that that was that's that's true, and uh, that's. That's just a part of all of it, you know, figuring out, using what you've learned over the years and making that applicable to, you know, current day things. Yeah, if if you come into North Central with an attitude of kind of, this is what I kind of, I've put in a lot of hashtag machines mm-hmm. after my posts this year, and that's been because I kind of have been trying to treat it like I'm the machine yeah. and he's the mechanic. And, like, yeah. and straight up, it's like, I like that analogy. well, it's kind of like... Hey, I don't really have a have a way to speak back to you, to correct you, or to uh, to try to uh, say that say that I I know better or anything like that. I just let you put the parts on me, you know, screw in the nuts and bolts, and like figure me out uh, the way that you can. And uh, the better he gets at that, the better I get at Walter. Yeah. and that's that's you know? kind of like our relationship that we've developed over. The years of whenever he started formally, uh, you know, I pretty much coached him his whole life. Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, it's been a it's been a process of us learning how to do that. And we've found he's most productive when he's the athlete, and I'm the coach. Yeah, and 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 where he's just uses what God gave him and Mm -hmm. what he's worked so hard for. Yeah, and just allows me to. Uh, and put him in uh, position, right? Yeah, yeah. Put him in position to let him take advantage of what he knows he can actually do. And it yeah. works. It works so much better that way. Yeah. And uh, anytime that we, he's jumped well, it's been when we've worked like that, yep. you know, and, uh, we've, you know, and you don't get to that point until you make some mistakes and realize, Hey, you know, we need to not get into that position yeah. again. So and we've made a lot of them. Yeah, we, we really yeah, have. Really we've, have. We've, <laughs> we've made a lot of mistakes. I've made a lot of mistakes, and I always come crawling back and saying, I'm sorry I did that. I shouldn't have done that. Let's get back to business and jump out. We're all humans, and we're all fine. There's so many cliches out there that kind of talk about this kind of topic. But, yeah, like we're all going to make those mistakes, but it's climbing out of those mistakes and figuring out a solution that keeps you going and makes you ultimately successful. The biggest biggest job a coach can do with an athlete from a mental, emotional standpoint is try to help them learn how to avoid pitfalls. Yeah. And, and you know, it's hard because, you know, our, it's our human nature to stay going well. And after a while we do well, we start thinking we know what's up. So then we veer off the path a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's a big pitfall over there. And yeah, then, then yeah. the coach 
spends time pulling them out of that. Yeah. And at the end of that path of that year, the problem is this, is that if you keep falling in pitfalls. You don't end up improving that much. You, yeah. you, you waste time. Mm-hmm. You know, So by listening to a coach or someone who's perhaps got more wisdom than they do, they can avoid those things, yeah. which can ultimately save them time. And time yeah. in pole vaulting usually is performance. So it boils down to that's yeah. what my role is as his coach yeah. is to yeah. help him see how to do that for himself. Well, yeah, and, and I like that analogy that you have about you're the machine, yeah. he's the mechanic, and as long as you just stay the machine and yeah. he's able to tinker and, you know, get you a little bit more horsepower, yeah. you're, you're going to end up being a really know, fast that's, machine. That's like the thing with the whole father-son, coach-athlete mm-hmm. thing. I've had to kind of figure out the ways that I personally can – Leave the father son thing at yeah. home mm-hmm. and leave the coach athlete thing at the track right. and be able to enter into track meets and things like that with the right mindset, right. Uh, with you know, working together. It's really, really hard. It really is I'm, hard. No, to do I'm, that, sh- but, I'm sure because I think, um, I think, like you said, outside looking in, it looks so easy like, oh my god, father son, that works yeah, perfectly. Yeah. But like you said, it's like there's family functions that you might have had a bad meet and think, yeah. you know what, dad really screwed up my standards or he didn't let me go up a pole. And it's like yeah. I really don't want to sit down at dinner with him. But it's like you've got to be able to relax yeah. and be like, hey, you know what, dad, I love you and yeah, yeah. I'm happy we can spend this time together. But tomorrow at practice, we're going to <laughs> Right. <Yeah. laughs> no, and that's, and that's, that's what it is. We talk – we do – like at home, we'll have our times where – Hey, meet me in the basement. We'll talk about uh, <laughs> like what we're gonna do with the workouts or things like that. And so is that is that like a rule? Like no pole vault talk at dinners. No, well, it's, my or, wife kind of yeah, she kind gets of, very irritated. <laughs> pole vaulting comes up. And if if Amber, <laughs> yeah, if Amber, my Amber's my fiance. If yeah. she, if her and my mom are home, we're usually never talking about pole vaulting because it's they're best to go off yeah. So then, do you, do you ever have like code talk? Like, oh, do you remember that time we went fishing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember, we wanted to get that bigger fish. Well, and, you know. <laughs> well the, the thing that's funny is like half the time we'll be talking at the kitchen table or something and then we'll hear them coming in or something and we'll be like, all right, good talk. <laughs> yeah. Time to stop. That, yeah, that's but awesome. that's, I mean, it is what it is. You got to get get the words out that you need yeah. to. And uh, we've gone through a lot, but I think this year we've really been able to work together so much better this fall and, you know, well, me personally, be able to listen to him and make the adjustments he tells me to and not the ones that I want to make. And uh, I don't know. It's leading us to, I think, future success. And I'm, I'm really looking forward well, to it. Look, I, I think obviously, I think as long as you listen to Dad, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I wish you guys all the luck for this year. And I'm so grateful that you guys did this podcast. I think this is a this lot of great fun. information for people. Well, it's been a people. blessing being here. And um, I'm, I'm really happy you doing all this because I, I actually – on the way home from my brother's, I was driving home from Minnesota, okay. and I, I was like, I need something to take up the time. It's like a seven-hour drive. Oh, yeah. So then I, was, I went on Spotify, and I found it oh, on Spotify, okay. and I was like, all right, I'm listening to him. Awesome. <laughs> and that's oh, why I knew you. about the one about Trey and all that. Yeah, so yeah, that's It's awesome. really interesting, though, because it's not many times you get to hear about the actual personal life of, right. like, that's a vaulter, yeah. and that's, like, really cool. Like, not many times do I hear – that Trey is such a cool dude, just like yeah. hanging out, talking about oh, nutrition oh my and goodness. things like that. When I went out to Alabama, because I was even honestly on the plane flight, I'm like, am I insane? I'm spending money to go down to Alabama to do a podcast with some guy <laughs> I don't even know, yeah. you know, but it was a blast. Like, yeah. and, yeah. 
And you know Trey loves pole vault when it's like it was like midnight, and I'm like Trey, I gotta go to bed. We've been talking yeah. about pole vault nonstop today. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a blast for me too, and I think a, a learning experience for me too. Uh, you know, because just talking to everybody and finding out one that yeah, a lot of us have the similar struggles. Right. You know what I mean? We're yeah. all dealing with the same thing, and. You know, it's great. Hopefully, you know, a lot of people are getting value out of this. And actually, I know I know they are because yeah. I get the feedback. Um, so, yeah, it's it's awesome. And th- thank you. Well, thanks um, for having us. Appreciate it. I just wanted to mention, so Josh, his Instagram is? Josh is my middle brother. His is uh, Winder Up Athletics. Okay. And mine is Luke Skywinder, all lowercase. I, I love that name, yeah. by the way. That's a good Instagram name. And I'm Luke Winder. And uh, Jake is off of social media. He does not. Should, he is. Jake's he is not, not. No. He's, should we start one for dad? He's too old for that. Oh, Maybe no. we can get dad. <laughs> <laughs> he hardly even has he's a Facebook. He's got two daughters. Yeah. <laughs> he's busy. Yeah. But uh, Josh, Josh also has a YouTube, Winder Up Athletics. Okay. Um, and he might be starting a Facebook page too. He's really trying to get that stuff started yeah. to try to. Well, help and and I would and I would highly advise. I mean, one follow follow both of you guys. Yeah. But the the Winder Up Athletics. I mean, he, you know, Josh is posting great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really yeah. like it. So anybody interested to learn, you should follow him. That is straight up what we do. Yeah. In in, in what how he learned pole vault and what we do at North Central. And, yeah. and how we train at our pole vaulting camps. Well, one, of my, one of my friends even uh, who was a pole vaulter at Ithaca, he was a 15'9 guy. He, like early on in college, because Josh was posting stuff on YouTube, yeah. he's like, oh, check it out. This, He's like, this is the secret. This is how they talk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, Josh, no, Josh is one of those guys he – you know, he jumped 17.5, had a bunch of shoulder stuff. Yeah. And although, like, his height did not line up to exactly what Jake and I have jumped, he, yeah, his knowledge is far more than I've ever had or ever yeah. even dreamed I could have about pole vaulting and about exercise. And, I mean, the dude is, like, twice the size of me. Yeah, he's a big he's a, he's he's, That dude is strong as heck, but uh, – but that, he's, that he's got is, a uh, lot, a lot of knowledge, yeah. and he's doing a lot of stuff with Gill Athletics too. I know that they're sending him some stuff to do reviews on, and awesome. that's really good stuff yeah. that uh, definitely people should take advantage of. Yeah, I, I love channels. hearing about like stuff that's innovative. You know what I mean? Because I think one, a lot of times over the years, I'm sure you would say as a pole coach. You'd have to either make a product, right, you know what I mean, right. yourself out of whatever you could find at Home Depot or think of something where, you know, if that was available, you right. know what I mean, like people yeah. would buy it up, yeah. you know. And Josh has done a really great job and he, before he started doing all this, mm-hmm. he would say, well, what should I put out, you know, what should I put out there? We've got so much yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, and it's like just start, you know, like we always said, start small and work your way up and just give them a little bit and a little bit I'll, more. I'll tell you what, both of you should do the post, do a post on Instagram about yeah. what your dad said. If you run through. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's what's you up. Know, you didn't, you got worse. If you got stood up, you stayed the same. And if you jumped, yeah. you got better. Yeah. I think that's that's a huge that's, one. For me, I really like that. That's one thing that in at the college at North Central, we I emphasize from day one to everybody uh, – because, you know, a lot of the high school jumpers have the run through and everybody's yeah. running through. And it's like, you know, if your foot's close, take off and finish the ball. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're if you're moving the pole to the pit, finish. Because even if your finish is not what you want it to be, which how many jumps do yeah. vaulters finish like they want to? Right, right. Well, about two out of ten, you know, yeah. maybe. 
but every time you finish, you're 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 getting better, and I yeah. know that to be true because I've seen it happen over and over again. And yeah. you get kids who come to college, you know, and then they're they're in the running through thing. And the biggest thing for me to do, or for us to do, is to try and get them to buy into. Hey, it's not. It's a it's a mentality that we're yeah. subscribing to here. It's not it's not a technical thing. It's something that we just believe yeah. and that this is how we we yeah. do it. And we we you know a lot of times people jump better in the course of an NCAA career. People jump higher, or people perform better because they just jump more. Yeah, and if you spend, right. They, they finish it's more just time, jumps, time. You know, yeah. and if if you run through half a workout and finish half a workout, well, that's just half a workout then. Yeah, you know. You've, you've used half of that the hour and a half to get better, whereas if we would have finished every jump, we'd have used all of that yeah. in 45 minutes or whatever. So that's kind of like the idea and the philosophy behind that. Now, I'm not promoting finish if you're going to land in yeah. the box. No, well, here's the deal. The here's the deal. So that goes back safely, to the whole thing. Yeah. Start on a small enough pole where it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. If you start small, you'll finish. If you start big, you're going to bail, 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 yeah. bail, and it's, you know. Then you end up in eventually sometimes giving yourself a chance to get hurt. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, hey, again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Honestly, this is one of my it. favorite podcasts ever. This Thanks. has been awesome. All right. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, God bless. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That was really